if you're talking about evolution, then why not use technologies like this that really make children just feel the awe, the wonder, the enjoyment and the fun of what it is that they're, they're trying to learn. My name is Nick Nagarko and you are locked into Culture TV. For the culture, by the culture. Let's go. You all right? I'm good, thanks. How are you? This is a new... Uh, this is a new experience for yeah, us, isn't it? It is to be yeah. talking on, on <laughs> this. Normally we're shouting at each other yeah. from across the gulf over there. But it's not awkward. It's not at all. <laughs> not at all. All right, Cookie. <laughs> <laughs> is Cookie made her culture debut? <laughs> is, she, is she on the camera there, Alex? Yeah. Keep her in, bless her. <laughs> so, um, no, I thought it would be a really... Um, well, we have a lot of good conversations off camera. We do. And I thought it would be um, good to capture that and put it in the time capsule. Excellent. Um, so to give a bit of a uh, sort of background into, into sort of who you are is you are the senior director at Discovery Education and you're head of immersive content. That's right. Yeah. So immersive content. How would you, immersive content, well, I know what it is because I know you, but uh, could you sort of break <laughs> that down what immersive content is? Most people think immersive content is virtual reality. Yeah. And sure it is. Yeah. You know, part of it, if you think of being immersed, you think of putting something on your head. Yeah. And you're completely immersed in that content. But actually, immersion is something that happens in your head. Okay. So it's any kind of content that sort of draws and pulls you into it. Right. And completely immerses you in the effect that's happening right. in it. So... A book is immersive content, music's yeah. immersive content, yeah. but for us, it's something that uses technology as a channel to create that immersion. Right. So it could be augmented reality, it could be virtual reality, it could be a game, yeah. so gamified content, it could be anything, something that really pulls you in. That's so, immersion. So Discovery is one of the leading suppliers of educational content mm. globally. Yeah. Um, and as you being sort of one of the sort of lead developers in, in terms of immersive content, but that's that sort of specifically in, in your particular line of work, as, as I know it, it would be in augmented reality. Yeah, yeah. And how do, you, how do you think new technology like augmented reality and virtual reality is gonna impact education moving forward? Well, it's really interesting because 12 months ago yeah. <laughs> which is a significant day everyone goes 12 months ago yeah. we would have been doing a lot of virtual reality right? and you know us from the past 12 months of doing lots of augmented reality which we were doing anyway mm -hmm. <clears throat> but the reason we're doing augmented reality now and not so much virtual reality is because of the pandemic right? so if you think of the fact that we're all wearing face masks and we're all yeah. keeping our distance yeah. and everything imagine some children in a classroom mm -hmm. in an education context putting a virtual reality headset from their face yeah. <laughs> onto someone else's face. And then, you know, because you, you don't have one of these each for every child, yeah. then really it's not something that we want to be able to do. Right. Plus, I was quite pleased about that as well because, because everyone thought that immersion was virtual reality. Yeah. It pushes you into doing something which is a very solo experience. Right. So when you put a virtual reality headset on, which yeah. is amazing, experience yeah fantastic for gaming fantastic yeah. for individuals but in a, in a learning context it's a bit difficult because learning happens amongst your peers it yeah. happens amongst all the children in your class yeah put a, a headset on you're cut off from that yeah you're absorbed you're immersed yeah but, but it's no longer a shared experience it's not a shared and learning is a social experience yeah. i always say that learning is social yeah and virtual reality 
can be a social experience, but if you think about it in the context of a classroom yeah. and how that's traditionally yeah. delivered, then virtual reality is not a social experience. How would you, dis so for someone who doesn't know what augmented reality is, how would you break that down? Yeah, so augmented reality, or augmented means you're adding something. Mm -hmm. So we're looking at reality yeah. and we add something else to that reality to augment it. So typically you'd see a 3D model or something, yeah. an animation, a cut scene, a sequence that would yeah. be overlaid onto your surroundings. Yeah. And you'd look at that through uh, a device, right. typically a, a tablet or a, a smartphone. Right. So that enables like children, they could be, they could have a desk in front of them. And on that desk, they could be building castles. They could be building, they could be turning it into Mars or the moon. Absolutely. Or, yeah. And, and that's precisely the kind of thing we're working on at the moment. Right. What, what is coming soon is that ability to, to, to not just consume content, but create content as well. Wow. And I can't talk too much about that, uh, but, watch this space uh, in a couple of months we'll, we're going to be announcing and debuting something which is quite outstanding in that sense where you can create your own world and has 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 that been done with in education previously the, there are lots of i always go back to when you first walk into a classroom yeah um technologically these things are different but all yeah. we're doing is actually looking at what's happened in classrooms for hundred plus years yeah so if you go into a, a a classroom a year one classroom a reception classroom yeah you'll see a sand table yeah. in the middle of it yeah and there'll be children stood around it yeah, yeah, they might yeah. be playing in water they might be playing in sand yeah there's all kinds of things going on there yeah. and everything but they're imagining they're creating yeah and the what's happening around that table is fantastic so if you think about what children do and what they create in their own minds mm -hmm. going back to that thing of what is immersion yeah they are creating and it they are immersed in what's going on yeah and you know our friend andrew that, yeah. that we both know we work with as well you know he always says in classrooms teachers often make the mistake of saying what color is that car that you're playing with down yeah. there instead of saying where are you going in that car yeah, yeah and yeah. that's the thing so yeah. if you look at that table yeah there's a lot going on there and we're trying to emulate that so looking at those principles and yeah. bringing those using technology to do it we can perhaps shortcut the time it takes for a child to be starting here mm -hmm. and then having a fully immersive experience here that wow. we can crunch that down and make something happen and something that can happen in a team environment yeah it can happen in a in the context of your peers your yeah. learning peers so your classmates yeah it could happen individually i'm not yeah. saying we shouldn't have individual learning experiences yeah but it's certainly something that can be mediated and can happen in the context of the wider learning that's happening around you as well right so it's not just hey look at this yeah it's like the teacher is in control of that wider context right and that's re really really critically important and what sort of impact do you think technology like augmented reality, virtual reality, is going to have on children growing up? Because surely this is going to become a much bigger part of our future, right? Yeah, it is. And it's always interesting that whenever I'm demonstrating yeah. augmented reality or yeah. something to teachers, yeah. the gasps I get from teachers are far bigger than the gasps I get from the children. Yeah, kids kids know, don't they? You know, they? it's just like, they, they, they really love it. They yeah. really love it. But the teachers think, you know, that some of them cross themselves. It's like, yeah. what, what have you just done? Yeah. Burn burn him. <laughs> he's, he's like, what's, what's going on? I, I remember the very, very first time I showed augmented reality. In, yeah. In a, in a class in a classroom in Fleetwood in yeah. Lancashire, and I gave this teacher an iPad, and she's looking through this iPad and this, and it was it was 
quite old in augmented yeah. reality terms now, six years ago. Yeah. And we'd made the cenotaph. It was a World War One project up yeah. here. And she looked at it and she, she sort of looked around like, what what have you done? What have what you, done? Have you conjured? <laughs> yeah, what have you conjured? And then she, she looked around and she looked to see if anyone was, was looking at her. And then she, she looked underneath the iPad. Really? Because ju she just had to convince herself that actually we hadn't conjured up a model on the floor in front of her. Wow. Now that, when, when I looked at that, I just thought, that is amazing. We've mm -hmm. done something right. We've done yeah. something right. So if you can replicate that, yeah. then yeah. But the children, to the children, th this is something they expect this kind of, you know, they ex if they've got technology in the mm -hmm. classroom, they want it to do something like that. They expect it to do something. They're going home and they're doing all kinds of things. They're creating their own content. Yeah. They're making music. They're making yeah. films. They're sharing it instantly. Yeah. They're collaborating, yeah. all those things. It's very difficult to do that in the classroom yeah. because of things like safety. Yeah. We want to protect them so we know they can't be as connected. Yeah. So, yeah, absolutely. The kids are like, bring it on. I suppose it, you can't really have such a huge gap <clears throat> within technology that is usable outside of school and what is inside of school because you think we've like tiktok like minecraft like fortnite all of these things that are games that like kids can really get involved in like really get and, and they get involved in in teams like they're all the mates they will be on fortnite sharing yeah it. yeah and to then be having some like <sighs> crappy version of like yeah some 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 old computer game or something like that it's not going to stimulate them no it's not it's not and one of the principles that we've developed in discovery education is is that we have to be mindful of production values yeah because it's it's patronizing to the children yeah to sort of think no you can have some second-hand view of this yeah. and everything because you're right yeah and also it's really difficult as a teacher as yeah. a school as a head teacher how do you control access to those things? Yeah. These are massive threats. And then yeah. you've got the media yeah. who are blaring out, children shouldn't be using tablets. At, you know, they shouldn't be looking through the devices. They shouldn't. Yeah. You've got all this hysteria going on and the threats mm -hmm. and the fear and everything going on. It's like, it's very difficult to settle into something in a, in a classroom and say, no, it's okay to do this. It's okay to do this. The problem is the world is massively and rapidly accelerating in one particular direction. Yeah. And that is technology. Yeah, it is. Digital technology. Yeah. And to have like outside sources like Pete, like the press or whatever, then to say, oh, we shouldn't be doing this. We shouldn't be, we can't stop it now. You know, I was having this conversation the other day, like in, in 20 years time, everything's going to be that. Even your fridge is just going to be like, oh yeah. yeah, swipe across, get the milk out, set the temperature for this particular part. It's all going to be like that. Yeah, it's happening. Yeah. And there's no way we're going to go back to we're not going to, unless there's some cataclysmic, cataclysmic. <laughs> like I mean, a pandemic or something. Like a pandemic, yeah. yeah I mean, like, well, that won't happen. No. <laughs> that won't happen. Crazy. That, that, that'd be stupid. <laughs> a pandemic. That'll never happen. Not in this lifetime. No, no. Not in our lifetime. No. <laughs> but it makes you think though, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. If it, that can happen. And, but I'll tell you <clears> something else as well that really gets me is with the media. Is this this perception that, children love technology in the classroom they yeah. love it they enjoy interacting with it yeah and enjoyment sounds like fun yeah to the media yeah and you, <laughs> you're not there to have fun you're no. there to learn yeah, you know if, you know it's you, you can't have education fun. it's yeah exactly yeah. it's let's know that that's that really gets me that that really gets me that of course children should have fun because when they're having fun mm. and it, this is the this is the art of teaching. Yeah. People don't get this. The art of teaching is molding and melding all those experiences into something that equals learning. Yeah. 
and fun can be part of that learning yeah. as well. Well, I think when you enjoy something, whatever it is, yeah. you, you well, your you, mind is open. You absorb it and you do it better. Yeah. yeah. Than if you're being forced to do something that you don't enjoy or totally. don't want to do, totally. or it's being delivered in a way that is just mind-numbing. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I do know what you mean. <laughs> so it's like I think yeah, I think we have to have a more as a as a society, we have to have a more modern approach to to how we do things. We know now, <clears throat> we know that to enjoy something is going to allow you to put more energy. You're going to be more open to it. You're going to want to do it. If you mm -hmm. want to do something, you're going to do it more. You do it more. Yeah. You're going to be better at it. That, that's right. Yeah, you, you, you are. I mean, it's, people, there's lots of phases and levels of learning, lots yeah. of different ways that, that children learn and adults learn and yeah. that we all absorb information and everything. But the key to it all yeah. is that moment. We, we, we have phrases for it, cognitive attraction. Yeah. And, cognitive load and all these different different yeah. phrases but the the idea is is that if you create that spark mm -hmm. you create that spark then what you're doing you're opening up a crack yeah and it's an opportunity yeah and if you've got everything else ready to go with that then you can step into that yeah and you can exploit what you've just created which yeah. you know we call engagement and if you've got the engagement then you can turn engagement into an investment by right. the learner yeah into actually learning something yeah and if they're doing it if they're learning by os osmosis just picking it up yeah fantastic you can't yeah. do that every day in the classroom yeah sometimes it's just got to be no this is how you add up this is how you do long multiplication you yeah. just gotta you just gotta go with it yeah but if you're teaching a concept yeah quite abstract yeah you know like if you're talking about evolution mm -hmm. then why not use technologies like this that really make children just feel the awe the wonder the enjoyment and the fun of what it is that they're, they're trying to learn yeah so if this is where <clears throat> we're now seeing like this kind of technology making its way into primary schools mm. where is it going to go like what would a primary school in 50 years look like <laughs> it's a great question um I was talking about this recently and I've, I'm sure you've seen the metahumans, you know, from Unreal. If yeah. you haven't seen Meta, everyone should look at it. It's crazy. You know, people still are arguing. It's a bit like that woman I talked about, the, that teacher when she first looked underneath the yeah, yeah, yeah. It's people are arguing. Saying, so no, what is a metahuman? You know, so it's, it's, it's a super real representation of a human being. Looks like a human, sounds like a human. All the inflections. I don't know if you're aware of the uncanny valley principle no which is like if if you give a child a doll yeah you know that that looks like a doll it yeah. doesn't look like a human yeah then they'll they'll cuddle it they'll play with it if you yeah. give them something that's hyper real and super real yeah they're a bit frightened of it because our, we've evolved to look at things like that that are lifeless yeah actually as cadavers as human as bodies right so and that's when you're looking at like uh, computer animation quite often you there's something not right here. Mm -hmm. That's the uncanny valley effect. Right. And you can't quite get past it. You're always aware. And so once we get past that leap, once yeah. we leap past the uncanny valley, yeah. and that's what's happening with metahumans, people will start to have an emotional reaction to what they're seeing on the screen. And once that starts happening, it's like, no, I'm talking to a human now. Wow. And once you start to talk to what you think is a human, then all kinds of things happen because your emotions open up. And I think that's what we're going to see is learning that's mediated through something along these lines how that's presented i don't know in 50 years time is a huge amount of time in time. so could there, could there be a scenario where a metahuman is your teacher yeah i i, I think we will see things like that. might not be a might not be your teacher 
but you might be presented might be with your te- assistant teacher. Well, no, it, it it might be that person from history. It might right. be someone that's you know. Wow. So you know, you might be in the presence of someone. So you're bringing back like Winston Churchill as a yeah, meta-human. yeah, ex- exactly. You know, so you you might be listening to that, and because the uncanny valley has been passed, you know, at the moment you look at it and you think it's just a computer model. Yeah. But once you get to it and it looks like you and I, yeah. Then how are you going to feel about that? How are you going to act in front of that person? Yeah. You know, you're going to see things, you're going to hear things. That's just one scenario. There'll be other scenarios as well that could be, if you think of mental health yeah. and the mental well-being of, yeah. of students, teachers and young people, what if they were to have a critical friend in their, their learning yeah. that was a metahuman? Yeah. You know, how would you mm. open up to that person? Yeah. You know, very, very serious ethical questions to consider. Who's who's pulling the strings of the metahuman? Well, exactly. It's massive, isn't it? You exactly. know, I, I would not, I, mean, I, I think that that is very, very disturbing. And like, you, we know that the military are using like virtual reality and things like yeah. that now. And I suppose the ethical question is, because I know that from what I, from what I understand, I don't know how accurate this is because I'm not in the military, but um, I understand that they are recruiting gamers mm-hmm. to fly drones. Yeah, I, th- I think that's been a and, thing for, for quite some time, hasn't it? And they're giving 